and friendly greetings. The cameras are rolling and I am Torley Linden here to teach, help and show and assist and guide you, enlighten you with Wood Workshop. This is an easy tool to create seamless textures. Even if you claim to be not an artist, this in a matter of minutes or even seconds lets you make seamlessly tiling textures to use within Second Life. And it's, by the way, it's a cut-down version of a full program called Genetica. But Wood Workshop is free. And alas, it's only for Windows. But if you do Boot Camp on a Mac or I think Wine on Linux, although I haven't tried that, it may be able to work there too. So as you can see, this is the first thing you'll see when you open it up. And you've just got some nice textures that are all ready to go, preset patterns. You want something a little more bland, because there's a lot of wood in Second Life, but this lets you shape it and feel good about creating your own. Feel awesome. Uncut wood here. This looks more like standard wood, as you can see. Some of it looks quite realistic. There's some that are blue painted, a little more on the modified, edited, touched up side, and wood boards, plankings, and other sorts of things which you might want to use on the floor of your house. But I liked what we had in the wood patterns. So it's as easy as this. You can start with any one of these textures. Let's go with this pink squares one or pink checker. That has a nice texture. <laughs> it's not really a pun. And here we have several controls. So you can view how it's going to be layered and what it'll look like. When you adjust these sliders, you just click and drag them you can see the changes will take place as you drag them on the left. If you're on a slower computer, it may take a while, but it will update in almost real time. Something like seed is a sort of random variable that adds liveliness and organicity. You just drag it around to get different results. It's difficult to describe in words, which is why I made this video. You can make it have more knots in it. You want it to look like imperfect wood. and you can just change the knot strength upwards, and that should be reflected. See, it's getting these loops and whirls in it. It's looking gnarled, not to be confused with gnarled sparkly. And you can blend it like that, make it look more like, ooh, see, this looks pretty cool. And already, we've already changed it here. It's basically a matter of clicking and experimenting. If you want a wilder wood color, this is all possible. Go ahead and make it, you know, I like that color. I'm so biased towards it. But for the sake of general usage, I'm just going to go towards it more orangish. Okay. So it's a little bit unnatural still, but it's still very vibrant. It's even more vibrant than it was before. Under effects, as you can see, there's a lot of these parameters you can play with. Some of these take a while to load. You can change the emboss to give it sort of more depth and character. And you can go ahead and let's see even some grit. And then we can keep going down or up. And, and it, there's just a lot of parameters to play with. Weather effect in particular is cool because you can make it look more aged. So if I were to select a type of weathering effect, like peeling bark, you want a decayed wood, then that makes it look uh, aged. You can, of course, lessen the effect, fade between it. I like usually not setting it to zero or full strength, but somewhere in between. I like having those blends, those gradations, because it might look more natural, and it tends to fit better into environment instead of a harsh change, as it were. Of course, we can select the pattern that is overlaid. If you don't like the basket weave, let me just drag this over here. It's as easy as saying, hey, I like that, and clicking on it, and it changes. So 
it's never been that easy in, in First Life, eh? the whole industrial complex practice of shipping off lumber. But here in the virtual sphere, we have a lot of flexibility. We can distort it even some more and warp the wood, as you can see. Warp it, warp it, warp it. And you can keep playing on and on and on like that. I can't show you all the parameters, but I do hope you do sit down and take the time to enjoy some of this. Get your eyes open to it. And when we're ready to save it, it's been almost five minutes, we can go ahead and set the render resolution. 256.256 is fine, but if you want some more detail, I recommend 512 by 512. Probably not 1024 by 1024 because that's four times the size of something that's 512 by 512 and it'll consume a lot more memory. And that kind of detail is often unnecessary. So let's go ahead and select this as render resolution. Now also click this to anti-alias it, which means that rough kind of jaggy edges will be smoothed. You may be familiar that Second Life, you can use anti-aliasing as well. Similar principle, I've clicked it to enable it. And now we can go ahead and render it here, or if you want to render and uh, render texture or control T. Shortcuts are fun. Very simple to use, so I will go ahead and just click this, render texture, and in the bottom right, it's going to render. This may take a little while, but it'll be worth it. If it takes a long time, you can get a cup of tea, as it were. But the cool thing is, too, if you're working on rendering this, you can actually go ahead and make other textures. This is handy if your computer has multiple cores because it can render there while you're doing other sorts of things, making more textures specifically if I want to investigate something else even. And there we go. I'm working on something else while this is rendering. And let's just go a little fast forward to a stage in the future where it's already rendered. We are nearing 100%. And it's rendered. There you have it. That didn't take too long. It took a bit of waiting. And already we have a wood-like texture with all these interesting, very intriguing knots and tangles. It's kind of cool because there's these almost right angle things. As you can see, I'm appraising the art. But they're sort of distorted, lending it an organic charisma. And of course, you can render things to multiple slots while you are creating textures. So for example, if I were to click on number two, and then if I like this one, then I can render that at the same time. It's a great way, once you get up to speed with this, to have uh, a multifaceted workflow, which means you're not just doing one thing at once. The computer's helping you. So if I just want to render that. Notice now that this is being rendered on number two. Number three and four are blank. And this will show up in number two. But we can go ahead in number one, where we already have the result. And once you've rendered a texture, here's what you do to get into Second Life. Okay. So you go here to export the image. Oh, and see, it's rendered in number two. That was the other thing. So it's pretty cool. Now we have both of these. OK, let's go ahead and export both of them then. Export, and then let me, ooh, let me just bring this over here. I'm just going to drag my window so you can see where I'm saving it to. Pardon. And change JPEG to PNG. The reason why is PNG is higher quality. It's lossless. It's probably going to have a higher file size, but you won't have a deterioration in compression quality. So the file name for this one can be Colorful Bricks. And let's go ahead and save that. And go back to the first one, which we extensively customized, we. And export image again. And I think I'm going to have to drag, whoop, I have to drag my dialog back here. Pardon about that. And here we are again. Let me just make this a little bit smaller. And we'll call this one Crazy Wood, because that's what it is. I can't lie. Save the crazy wood. So now we've logged back into Second Life, and here is exactly what you need to do next. 
file menu and you can go to upload image. But if you have more than one, go to bulk upload. Because now we can just click on that and it's going to ask me to select those pictures. Let me navigate to the right directory. You can see I take many snapshots of Second Life. I love being here. And we can select Crazy Wood. And I'm going to hold down the Shift key and click Colorful Bricks so it selects both of them. Or, you know, in Windows, we can just click and drag a selection. Either way works. And then we can go ahead and open. And it's going to upload both of these. We're going to see them pop up and res, which means they get sharper as they are loaded in world. And now they're going to appear in my inventory as well. So they're still kind of blurry. I'm waiting for these to res. I'm not fond of the fuzziness, my friends. And I go to my inventory. And I'm going to head down to, aha, look in your textures folder. And here they are sharper now. Crazy wood and colorful bricks. So now that you, yes, you have created these textures, you can go ahead and apply them to any surface you choose. Like right here, I've got sort of a house. I'll close these out. This is the house I have with my wife on my resident alt account. It's romantic, but I want to change the interior decorating. So it's as easy as right-clicking an object that you own or you created and you can modify, edit, and then select texture to select one or more faces, but in this case, just this face, texture tab, and then you can drag this onto there. And by the way, if you want to give these to friends, you'll want to right-click properties and set permissions, like you want to make it modifiable and copyable by your friends. Give it away for free, or you might want to sell textures. There's an industry for that, too. But in this case, I click and I drag, and then I want to apply, and I just release the mouse button, and there it is. I can also do the same thing to the floor, right click, edit the floor, and then select texture again. And then I can drag the crazy wood one onto there. And by the way, instead of clicking and dragging like that, you can also click the square and then open textures. If you find that a bit tricky to drag, and then select colorful bricks, crazy wood, like that, and select that. And voila, say applied. And by the way, if you want to do this from scratch, you can easily, if you want to, want to create a wall of your house, let me show you how to do that very quickly now. I can just, and you can just, right click and create, and then click on the ground. I'll make a square like that, or a cube. It's in 3D, pardon my dimensional faults. And select this here, this one, to stretch it. You can make it larger like that. And we can also make it taller, or wider as it were. Taller would be the blue one. So we're shaping walls for a house. And again, click, drag, and release. And this applies it to all sides if you want to be more selective. Select texture and just one side. Because then what you can also do is apply things like color. You can tint this even more, like blue. And we're going to have blue wood. Oh, it's very dark. I'll make that lighter. It's almost green there because it mixes the colors on that side. And then I can position this and I can drag this up. And we've got almost an extra wall for our house. So you can take these principles and apply them. Don't be afraid to experiment. We can do things in Second Life which are not possible in our first lives. Like we can make this transparent. Ooh. <laughs> That's sort of a, a Scotty thing, isn't it? He wanted transparent aluminium, but we have transparent wood-ish, wood-esque. You can apply additional things. Let me take this back down to zero so you can see and focus on this side where you can apply change the texture mapping or make it shiny wood. 
want a glossy veneer, ooh, shiny, shiny, shiny wood, and change the bump map. And ooh, now it looks like it has more depth. Of course, these things, they vary on a case-by-case -case basis. Some things may look crap in some instances, may look golden. Uh, not in the literal, but in the, you know, way to go, man, or way to go, woman, or way to go, furry, or uh, any other type of avatar in Second Life. <laughs> so you can also select a texture, and you can change the offsets. Like if I took this brightness bump map off, and if I thought, huh, this is looking kind of squashed, then you can also change these repeats per face to proportion it out. Whoa, that looks even more squashed. I meant vertical to make it look more even like that. And you can go ahead and fine tune. Remember, each face of a texture, I mean, each face of a prim can be textured differently, can be, these effects are independent. So notice how each face that I click on can have different settings. Eat your heart out, and that's exactly in the course of texturing how I got this to happen. Woohoo! <laughs> So remember, this is Wood Workshop. You can either select a preset and modify it, or if you're more adventurous, you can go ahead and create something new from scratch like this. It starts with a default sort of woodish thing that you can modify to make more realistic or unrealistic. Remember that after you created something you like, that you tweak these parameters, these sliders, just jiggle them around, that you want to set your render resolution to probably either 256 by 256 or 512 by 512, and I prefer anti-aliasing on, you might as well. And after that, remember that you go ahead and click this to render, or the render menu, like that. And once it's saved, you just go into Second Life, and File Menu, and Upload, and you're set! Texturing! Go ahead and texture the world, make it a bigger, better one, <laughs> and contribute your visual joy.